We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On the Billiken Sports Network from Learfield, welcome to the Billiken Coaches Show. Presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor. No good. Ball game. Billikens win. Billikens win. Now, the Billiken Basketball Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Billiken Basketball Coaches Show. You were looking for Bob Ramsey. He's away this week. This is Earl Austin Jr. I'll be sitting in for Rammer this week, talking some Billiken basketball for the next hour. But the man is here himself. Billiken's head coach, Travis Ford, will be with us. Coach, how are you doing this evening? Doing great, Earl. Uh, great to be here with you. Is, is Rammer like on the beach somewhere? Yeah, Where, where's he chilling. Like, uh, chilling. <laughs> chilling. He's like yeah. <laughs> getting away from all of getting away from this mess over here. Instead of going to the beach, he's had enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be back with you this yeah. week, of course, as always. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, of course, Coach, uh, plenty to talk about this week. Uh, we're in the middle of conference season, obviously. We're at the halfway point, and, uh, you know, We've, we've experienced the, the ups and downs of conference play in that first half, a six-game winning streak followed by a, a, a little two-game slide. So what's kind of the mood after you know having a lot of success, then two tough losses, uh, but then still a lot to play, and we're in second place in the league at this point? Yeah, I thought, you know, at first I thought Rimmer may just put you here after the bad week we had, make you deal with me. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, hopefully it's on a better, better terms next time. It's been a rough rough week uh after like you said you know getting off to a seven and one start and winning a lot of road games and some really good road games and doing it in in good fashion and playing pretty good basketball we um you know we go to Fordham uh and and, and as you saw you you were there with us um it was a big game um they had a I've been going there I don't know how many times I've been there. I said eight to ten times, maybe not quite that many. When I was at UMass, we went there several times. Uh, I'd never seen an environment like that, but that was, it was great. It was That's what you want in college basketball. Uh, they were off to a very, very hot start. I think they were 17-4. and four. Um, And uh, for 30 minutes, I thought we played terrific. I really did. Um, we were up eight. Uh, things were going well in a tough environment, and – uh, I wouldn't say we were playing great, but being up what we were, I felt very, very good about it. And then all of a sudden, uh, we we miss a miss a, a layup to go up ten, and then they come down and get an and one to cut it back to five. 
just like that. And then we had a battle on our hands, and then their physicality and their aggressiveness really started bothering us quite a bit. Um, the crowd started getting into it, and we just didn't respond. We didn't respond, and uh, uh, you know, and, and didn't finish the game we wanted to. And you know, and, uh, against a really good team. You know, Cor, over the course of the game, people kind of like to look at what happens at the end of the game—a big play here, a big play there—but something. As innocent as, uh, like I say, a mislip, which you can go up to 10 and they get a, an and one and cut it to five. Uh, from a mental part, when you're dealing with 18 to 21-year-olds, that, that's kind of big over the course of a 40-minute game, a little sequence like that, isn't it? It's, it's huge. And you can even go back to the first half where we got, I think Yuri got his second foul at the seven-minute mark, eight-minute mark, whatever it was. Um, and... That's not a great scenario, especially against a team that is pressuring us as much as they were pressuring us. But we were able to go into the halftime up four. Just mentally being up four, we thought, all right, we're in good shape here. We kind of weathered foul trouble again. We've been in a lot of foul trouble of lately. But, you know, we we opened the door for them second half. We we had a chance to, to, you know, really – increase the margin, but then we gave them an opportunity based on, on, on our mistakes. And we opened the door, and they just took advantage of it. And good teams are going to do that, and they're a good team. They're, they're a good team, uh, a veteran team, got good wings, good shooter, got a mismatch four-man that has caused everybody problems, caused us problems. And uh, we, we, we just didn't, we, we didn't take the margin to where we needed it to at a crucial time. One of the big bright spots offensively in that game was uh, Francis Okoro. I know he's rebounded well, blocked shots, but he really carried the offense. He had 21 points, maybe his season high, and uh, really showed some good low post play, kind of what we saw late in last season. You're starting to see that kind of Franco uh, emerge a little bit on the offensive end. That's a good point. You know, it is what we saw a lot last year, this time of year, where he was really tough to stop down low. But, yeah, thank goodness for him uh, <laughs> because – he kept us in the game in every way, but that's how they were playing us. Right. You, you know, we needed him to have a big game. He responded. He did that because uh, they're the one guy that they were kind of. He was kind of. They were kind of leaving him open a little bit as far as how they were playing their five and trapping Yuri and doing some different things. But yeah, it was it was good to see. We just got to get some consistency uh, from from Francis and some, a few other guys as far as you know, contributing night in and night out because then we come back in the VCU game and picks up a foul in the first minute, you know, and and careless, very careless foul and just, you know, didn't think he was quite where he needed to be. Before we move on to VCU, just like you mentioned, a word about Fordham to see that atmosphere. What does that mean to the league to see Fordham playing that well, uh, highly regarded young coach and just Fordham being a factor in the league? Yeah, you know, uh, it's great for the league. I, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be. I, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, shoot. Uh, I like every, the twenty point wins. Yeah, you know that. that <laughs> uh, but it is good for the league. It's good. Uh, you and I talk enough. I do like that. I like when the, you go to a place and it's packed, and you know, it makes it harder, no doubt. But um, yeah, it's uh, they're 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 you know they've played with that chip on their shoulder. I think that's you know what that team has done, and they've put together. Uh, a veteran team, and they added the one man at the four. That's uh, that's been the key, 
uh, and their coach done a good job, but they kind of play with that chip on their shoulder. Uh, they put together the right schedule, yes. no doubt about it. They put together the right schedule, and they won a bunch of games, and you know, they're a really good basketball team. And now they're riding that confidence. They're really riding some confidence, and, um, you know, uh, and and they're legit at this point, yeah. And before we go to we mentioned that uh, we went to Chicago and Loyola, Davidson and Belk, and then Ford in New York. We we've seen some real, really experienced some real hostile conference road environments, and for the most part, uh, they, they've they've come through. I guess three and one if you count St. Joe. But those last three games, how do you think those kids have re- your kids have responded to uh, what, what's really been? It, it's up knowing that you know we're one of the favorites in the league, so we're we're taking teams' best shot and real good crowds that we're facing. Yeah, you know we open the league um, <clears throat> road road, yes. um, and at St. Joe's was packed. St. Joe's had an incredible yeah. uh, crowd on a Saturday afternoon or whatever time the game was. It was packed in there. Uh, we go to GW. They have a nice crowd. We win at GW. Uh, we, you know, when we go to Davidson, it's sold out. You know, they announced sellout or whatever it was on national TV and able to pull pull one out there. And uh, Loyola was a great environment. So there's been some really good environments that we've been able to go in and play well in. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, Fordham, we just didn't, didn't finish the game, uh, you know, and it was all about uh, we got the offense, we got uh, the ball where we wanted offensively. We just didn't finish, and then they started taking us off the dribble um, on the on on our defensive end, on their offensive end. They started taking us off the dribble, getting some am ones, doing some different things, and we just had a tough time stopping a couple of guys. Isn't that a big key to basketball now, especially defensively? Is you know there's a lot of different schemes and everything, but it gets back to can you stop the ball, keep the ball out of the middle, and, and that that might be for every level. That that that's a big key, isn't it? So what it's going it to down to everybody knows each other's offenses. Yeah. You're you're most likely going to stop the first second options of any offense that somebody runs. It's going to be it usually boils down to who can take somebody off the dribble and who's making shots and. Uh, you know that's uh, you know defense has a lot to do with that. A lot of times, sometimes you run up against a team like VCU that, you know, going back and watching tape, defense wasn't too bad. Guy just makes a bunch of really good shots, and that could be the difference in the game. Uh, but it does. It boils down to uh, just putting the ball in the hole. VCU once again uh, a packed crowd here at Shafitz, uh Two first place teams and. Uh, came down to possessions and like you said they had a young man who just uh ace baldwin really uh, uh took control offensively got hot and uh, they came away with a, a tight victory yeah in a high level game what an incredible crowd we had just a, a great great environment um and you know that hurts worse than anything and our guys have even talked about it. they just you know feel like they left the fans down and students down things like that and we felt we felt terrible that we weren't able to come out with the win uh, for a lot of reasons but um you know, we it it was a high level game. Um, two, I think, two good basketball teams. Um, you know, again, we have a, a slight lead at a eight ten minute mark, whatever it is, and um, one guy gets hot. You we you know obviously study the tape. We, it, what happened was a lot of cross matchups, a lot of cross matchups uh, that they took advantage of uh, on the defensive end, and, and he made some tough shots. And then we rushed some things offensively. We we. It's hindsight's so easy. You know, we took some shots that mm, some some guys could maybe make at times. You look back at it and go, like, oh, I wish we'd ran offense there. Or I wish we'd got three or four, four or five more passes rather than advance and just shoot that three. But 
you know, some of those guys can make it at times. But we 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 forced some things at the rim. Uh, had a few turnovers here and there that fed into, especially a team that score that was scoring at the rate they right. were scoring at, and we were having a tough time stopping. We kept telling our guys, you know, we we're going to have to make them guard a little bit, and we weren't really making them guard long enough to try to fatigue their offense as much as we needed to. So it was a combination of both, really more of our offense because our offense needed to keep up with their, our defense wasn't terrible, even though we gave up 37 points to a guy. He made some tough ones. Yes, he did. Well, we're going to talk a little more VCU and some more Atlantic 10 basketball when we come back from this time out. You're listening to the Billiken Basketball Coaches Show here in Learfield. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. At the elbow, gives to Forrester, who's got a little man on him, but the help comes, so he finds Jimerson, sidestep, deep three, line drive, bang! He got it! That's three for Jimerson. Excellent work. We got caught on a switch, the little guard. That time got stopped on Jake, and he tried to double, and Gibson kept moving, and Gibson now, a little left points. And we're back here at the Shafitz Arena courtside. It's the Billiken Basketball Court to show Earl Austin sitting in for Bob Ramsey. He'll be back next week. But we're talking it over with the coach, Travis Ford. And uh, that was Gibson Jimerson. He had a season high, I should say, a team high 20 points uh, Saturday against VCU. And, and coach, I know Gibson, you've, he's had it. You've had a lot of responsibility this year, not only guarding top players. Uh, his floor game has improved, but it was good to see him. That, that three-point shot, him put the ball in the basket again. Uh, yeah, I thought he played really well. Obviously made some tough shots, made some really good shots. and You know, we're going to need him to score, no doubt. But I think, especially in that six-game winning streak that we had, I thought he played the best basketball he's ever played. Uh, yeah, he may have scored more points at other times, but he was playing as complete of a basketball player as I've ever seen. I actually... It was some NBA scouts at uh, at a couple of the games that actually, you know, uh, were commenting on does he, you know, wow, he really was impressive defensively and he was really, you know, passing the ball and they all know he can score and shoot it and things like that. But, you know, when he shows that he can defend and defend as a, t- you know, uh, whether it be one-on-one or be a team defender, 
uh, and rebounding the ball because he can. And we talk about it all the time. He can really rebound the ball when he's focused in on it. Um, but it's made a big difference. I think he's, you know, he has really uh, become a really, really complete player on both sides. First of all, like I said, uh, you've shown a lot of confidence. You've put him on some uh, some pretty big scores, and he's he's done a pretty credible job of uh, you know, slowing down and making it tough for him. Yeah, he has. And, and GW uh, comes to mind, I believe. Well, GW, the game that you know, obviously Yuri didn't play in, uh, they had at the time one of the most uh, highest scores, one of the higher scores in the country, who was averaging twenty two points a game and come off a thirty point game and, and Gibson just did an amazing job on uh, your man Bishop uh, is his name from GW did an amazing job and uh in a lot of games you can say well yeah you know different guys guarded different well, he was actually on on him for pretty much the whole game uh and was locked in on him and uh you know the, that when we can get the consistency from that as well as other guys doing it um you know, it, it changes our team, and I think we've had a, a, a lot of issues this year. We've showed them on film, especially earlier in the year where we were playing very individualistic defense where, well, I've got my guy, you know, um, and that's not going – that won't work. Um, you know, great teams play great team defense where, yes, you have to stop the guy when your man, whoever's in front of you – as we tell our guys, when you're looking eye to eye, somebody, yeah, and they have the ball, it's your job to stop them. But you also have to have team members behind you that have your back. And there's rotations that go into it. There's stunt and jabs that go into it. There's hedges that go into it. And uh, we were not getting that. When we've been at our best, we have done that. And uh, we we need to get back doing it. One thing, when people watch the team on offense, you see people, the ball moving and guys playing as one. You get good shots and you shoot a high percentage. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a good ball. Man. But it's kind of the same on defense, too. It's got to be five guys almost playing as one, much like they, you know, they're not, they don't have the ball in their hands. That's, it's the same concept, isn't it? If, if you're, you're going to have a hot-level team, then you're, you have to have that. There's no team that doesn't play team defense. Because eventually somebody's going to get beat in the half court. Defense eventually is about rotations. It's about covering for each other. Very rarely you're just going to keep everybody in front of you the whole time. Um, in, in today's game, and gosh, it's been like this forever, it seems like there's going to be a ball screen in every possession. Every, possession. every single possession there's going to be a ball screen. When I when you and I came up, I, ball screens weren't that huge a deal. Uh but now there's going to be a ball screen or multiple ball screens in every possession. And anytime there's a ball screen, there's two people involved. So from that point on, there's got to be rotations behind the ball, on the ball. There's going to be something that somebody's going to have to rotate. And that, you know, it takes all five guys on the court. And um, we, we've shown we've shown signs that we can do it. We just got to get people understanding we got to do that every single second of every single possession and not pick and choose. I know about a month ago after the game, I know you really wanted to see a little more rim protection uh, around the basket. And it looked like since then I've seen Francis Okoro obviously has taken heat. But then Jake Forrester and even T.J. Hargrove, I mean, we're racking up some, uh, you know, some pretty good block shot totals, which, which you know, it, it, Isn't it too bad? Which was not, which was non-existent. Yeah, for, that's exactly. for very long. I mean, non-existent. <laughs> I, um, you know, Mark more than any other year, and we've tried to. Uh, I mean, we, Hassan spoiled us for four years. Yeah, that know? that has to do with yeah. it. But I was even even that we were having a we, you know, we were kind of understanding that you know, um, 
we weren't a great shot blocking team, and that that wasn't it was a concern. We wanted more of them. We didn't want to get out of position, start right. trying to just block everything. But what was more concerning to us is we don't turn anybody over, yes. uh, which is it is totally and all. My, I, we 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 kind of know why we're, we don't need to get into it, but we don't turn anybody over, and that was more concerning than anything, and that's not something we necessarily saw in preseason practice going through that, that, wow, we're we're just not turning anybody over here. And it started adding up, and, you know, we started trying to figure out, well, what what's what's different now than later and, or before? Because, we, you know, we've been pretty good at steals and turning people over and playing physical, aggressive, tough defense, but um, – that's that's just not this team. That's probably not going to be this team for certain reasons. It's not going to be this team. How about the flexions? I know uh, coaches really play a big uh, emphasis on that as far as disrupting teams. Well, we well. keep the stat. Of, you know, it, it's probably the lowest I've ever had any team in my in all my coaching career. Yeah, it's it's traditionally it's low every single game, every single game. So yeah. when that happens, does that mean that predict that 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 uh, really puts more, let's say, more pressure, but more emphasis on offensive execution and not giving that turning the ball over or giving away t- tough shots, giving away possessions? Yeah, you know, we, you don't ha- we don't have to. We we you know, we're even talking to our team today a little bit about you know we need to hopefully our defense could create a little more offense. Right. We're not asking you to become the a team that's last in steals to become first but we can do a little better than we're doing and we showed them different ways again how we can do this and guys got to develop that kind of mentality a little bit and that's been a you know that mentality but um, you don't have to be a team that turns everybody over to be a good defensive team Uh, you know so but if you're not turning guys over then Earl you just said it you have to be efficient on offense and we're we still lead the league in scoring. Right. I mean, we we've but the games we don't score, we don't succeed. And uh, you know, so and and it goes back. If you're not going to turn teams over, then you better be a great team. You know, great defensively as a team, a positional team. You got to be a, a defensive, be in position, position defense. You know, there's all kinds of great def- you know defenders. Some defenders are great because they can hawk the ball, they can heat the ball up. They can get up in the ball. You can still be a good defender and be a positional defender. Maybe you're not a guy that can heat it up, but you're always in the right place at the right time, and you can anticipate and things like that. And that was kind of like how I played. Right. I wasn't going to get out and you yeah, know. You're describing I, Wisconsin. Yeah, but I was great, like, yeah. all right, I need to over. I need to be thinking ahead here. I need to be always make sure I'm in position. And as I told him, I played defense with fear a little bit. The guys I was guarding night in and night out were always quicker, faster, bigger. You name it. So I had, you know, and there's not, there's nothing wrong with playing a little bit of fear. Like, all right, you're scared to get beat, so you have to be in the right place. You're scared to be, so you have to be ready on every single possession. Um, we, you know, we don't quite have that mentality every possession. We need to get that mentality a little bit. Um, but, uh, but we don't, you know, we we've kind of come to grips that we're probably not going to turn teams over a huge amount. So if we know that, then we're going to have to do some other things defensively to get the the stops we want, you know. But our defensive numbers are 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 really really good. I mean, we're holding our opponents to like forty percent from the field, you know. So, um, you know, it's the games. It's usually our offensive end that we we don't execute and we put ourselves uh, in trouble a little bit. Um, 
with quick shots, turnovers, or whatever it may be. There were some stretches in that VCU game where it looked, I mean, it, it was like four or five passes, the ball never touched the floor, and then it was a wide open three, lob passes, great execution, and uh, it, it was uh, – it, it was kind of mouthwatering. <laughs> I mean, I think we, sometimes with we kids, had, they did We had four away. or five clips that were, yeah. it's like a clinic. It's clinic. That you would teach it. Unbelievable. And we stuff. told our guys, you guys, it's almost like y'all get tired of doing yeah. it. And then all of a sudden, guys will just, and you're like, it's, don't get tired of doing that because yeah. you have it in you. You understand. Um, but. Uh, it shows that the game is easier on you when you, when they do that and, and it's tough and it's no i'm or no you i'm talking about the sure. kids but the kids and it's harder on the defense they they don't want to guard that they want to guard well you're a, a lot of iso probably because they can dig in i think but when that ball is moving you're using my language now if you could hear me i tell my we tell our guys all the time when we start making offense hard is when we start playing poorly don't make it doesn't mean you're going to score every possession that's not what it means but don't make that game hard offensively. You've seen us even sometimes where we the shot clock could go all the way down. I can even live with that, you know. Uh, but sometimes we make it hard with the shots we take, or we make it hard with some of the drives we make. Don't make the offense hard, uh, especially when you have guys around you that can that have a strength or so offensively uh, on most nights. And uh, but we do. We usually that is a hundred percent. Nail on the head when we get in trouble when we start making offense hard. And I think don't you think when when you when they move the ball like that because there was a game where Gibson led the team in assists and there were other games where we had multiple players. It it makes Yuri's job so much easier when he doesn't have to create for because guys are learning that they can create buckets. Yeah, for them for other people. And, and we do need to relieve some of the pressure yes. off Yuri, no question. Um, and. Uh, when everybody and the big thing for us is sharing the ball when you when you draw help, don't force a shot when you draw help. If you've drawn help, you've done your job. Now you need to make the next right decision. Uh, if the shot clock gets under eight, then yeah, you got to start making something happen. But if it's not below eight, uh, then if you draw help, make the next right play. Um, our, our problem is sometimes we. We want to shoot it against pressure, or we take a quick, tough one. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it, we've got some guys that have great faith in themselves, and I like that. And, you know, it's just understanding time and score, which we've been talking a lot about and um, and things like that. But, yeah, when we make the game uh, – and we make the offensive end hard, um, then we get in trouble. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little more Billiken basketball. We're going to take our second time out here. We're talking it over with Travis Ford, Earl Austin Jr. We're courtside here at Schaefer's Arena. It's the Billiken Basketball Coaches Show on Learfield. Down three now, 47-44 are the Billikens. Around the screen, Collins got in deep, goes to the hole, scoops it out for the jam. Forrester, what a play by Yuri Collins. Well, Yuri just improvised in midair and take the recipient for a big dunk. Bills cut it to one. Welcome back to Schaefer's Arena. It's the Billiken Basketball Coaches Show. Earl Austin Jr. sitting in for the Rammer tonight, talking it over with head coach Travis Ford of the Billikens. We, that was a Jake Forrester, a 6'9 center. Uh, a very nice addition to the program, Coach. Yeah, and he's really played well, especially in conference play. Yeah, he really played well, I thought, in stretches the yes, other night, yes. especially when you had Francis who got 
and early foul trouble and um you know we've 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 been a little bit fortunate in that position to an extent that when one guy hasn't have doesn't play well one on a particular night the other one kind of has stepped it up and it's been kind of vice versa what we told them we were, we're looking for when we all both got it rocking yeah, and rolling. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're, we're looking for yeah. when you both when you get in there, you're defending, rebounding, and you know staying out of foul trouble by being in position, and you're you're finishing shots around the rim. And um, but we have been, you know, um, we've been a little bit fortunate at least that one of them has seemed to step it up a little bit. But what happens too though if again, one of them gets in early foul trouble? And the other one has to play a long stretch of minutes. It becomes a little bit yes. more difficult, and and then mistakes start to creep in a little bit. So if we could keep them both out of foul trouble, then I think we'll get obviously a lot more production out of both of them. It looks like a a more assertive Jake. I when he went back home to Philly and uh, he had that big game, and he's throwing down tip dunks, Sports Center, ESPN style, and he's hitting jumpers and throwing that. Just looks like a more sort of more. Forceful, time, like Francis does. That's what yeah. Jake is doing. Just yeah, you know, it's it's in a Jake. Uh, Jake definitely has it in him. Jake actually understands the game. He really understands the game of basketball. Has a good feel for the game. Does a great job of helping execute our offense when he has the ball in his hands, and we run some things through the five. Some of our offense um, has a great knack around the rim, catching balls, finishing them, different things like that. Uh, where Francis is more of a high level defender. Uh, rebounder above the rim. Uh, Francis scores probably in the low post really well. So they both kind of have their strengths to an extent. Uh, but, you know, uh, but I agree. When, when Jake is locked in, playing with great energy, focused on the next play, how can I just be a positive influence? It's amazing how good things happen. Absolutely. Also, you mentioned one thing. I want to get into foul trouble. We've experienced some of that in the first half, and it gets, kind of gets part into the philosophical thing. Uh, we've had a lot of experience of getting guys with two fouls, multiple guys with two fouls, kind of like fouling or not fouling up three that late right. in the game. Uh, how do you kind of balance that? Uh, do you kind of see how the game goes? And like I said, you, you've made, you have to made that call several times in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we're, we've been in some serious, serious foul trouble. Uh, Davidson, gosh, we had a, felt like we had the whole starting five over on the bench for a long period of time because of foul trouble. We kind of withstood that a little bit, and we ran into it again at Fordham, and it's been quite a few times. You know, my my rule has always been, you know, you get two fouls, you're coming out. Um, but, you know, will I put a guy back in with two? Yes, I've done that before. If I feel like we can't get through the half and the game might be getting out of hand and that person is that important – then, yeah, we might need to go back with them um, because you never really want the game to get out of hand, hopefully, um, with guys sitting on the bench. So uh, if you can stay in the game, then it, what it does is if you can get out of the half with just two, it allows your team to be a little more aggressive the second half. If you're going into second half and a guy, oh, you put them back in, they get three, which could happen, then you're going to play the next tw- – well, probably the next um, 10 to 12 minutes – that player is probably not going to be able to be very aggressive if he already has three because as soon as he gets four, he's got to come out. Um, So, you know, again, there's all kinds of reasons, and I've been doing this a long time. You know, there's reasons you do it, and there's reasons you sometimes have to play with two. And kind of 
give credit to this young man who has stepped up in those situations, Larry Hughes Jr. There have been games when Yuri's picked up two fouls and obviously no Fred Thatch to go to out with the injury. You've had to go to Larry, a freshman, and uh, he's really responded in those situations. And on, on the road most of the time, he's done some nice things while Yuri you know, is sitting with the two fouls. We 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 couldn't be more pleased, and, and we're extremely high on Larry. Um, Larry does a lot of things uh, really well. Um, he he obviously can make shots. He can handle the ball. He totally understands our offense. He gets it. He knows, you know, all the all the actions. Uh, he's worked himself into a really good defender. Uh, even from day one, we saw that, which was probably a surprise as far as how we thought it was over time he could. But even from day one, he really took the initiative to prove that I can defend. And he did it, you know, from first day of practice. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he is he's playing really, really well, especially, you know, with Fred going down. That, you know, Fred was handled the ball a lot for us and, uh, and, and guarded him and Yuri would always guard the kind of the best two players on the other team on the wing position. And Larry has kind of taken over that role a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, we probably, you know, we, we we probably need to get him in there a little bit more for his defense, even more than for his offense. With uh, length, really. His length does well. He, he's a competitor. You know, he's a competitor, which I really love. He wants to do well. Um, and, uh, you know, it also gives us another guy that can kind of get around somebody. Yes. We don't have a lot of guys that are going to get around people, and uh, he, he can get around people. But, uh, yeah, he's done a really, really good job. Of course, we talked about the, the outside of the show. Talk about the, the conference itself, uh, you know, despite the I know, a lot of doom and gloom right now, but the Billikens are sitting second place <laughs> <laughs> by themselves in the Atlantic 10. One with, game out of first. One game out of whatever first it is, with a lot of, uh, a lot of basketball to play as well. So uh, where do you kind of see things right now? I know I'd love to be in first place, obviously, but, where do you, you know, it's still half the season. Yeah, right you know, there's no question um, – you know, uh, we're we're disappointed in the losses, and uh, you know, uh, no different than anybody else. And uh, like I said, I'd, I'd love to be sitting here twenty-five and zero or whatever it is. It would be great. Um, uh, but we've we've uh, you know we we I still think we have the best our best in us. Um, and uh, you know, I think this league it's it's uh, it. it you know, obviously VCU's at the top right now, and the win here obviously was big, and they won at Dayton, which was big. So uh, they probably have a leg up on everybody, but still, I think every we, you know, anybody that's still in the top five or six still has a chance to possibly win the league and uh, finish near the top. And that's you know, and we're not even I'll be honest with you, we haven't even talked to our team about it. that's not what it's about at this point. It's an eight game schedule, and we got to figure out how to get to one and zero. Oh. Uh, here tomorrow night, and that's that's what we need to do. We need to worry about ourselves every every individual game because we've just been too inconsistent game by game a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, we we just need not worry about where you're at in the standings. Um, worry about how well you how hard you're playing and the intent you're playing with, and how well are we playing together, and put everything we have into each and every game, and uh, and, and then see what happens. So you know. Uh, um, but uh, we know we have some very difficult games, probably the toughest part of our schedule coming yeah. up, no yeah. doubt about it. Big week starts tomorrow night. Rhode Island Rams come yeah. to town. Uh, Playing their best basketball of the year. Yeah. It's easy to say they've won two of their last three games. Uh, 
have some veteran players, really veteran players uh, on their team that have uh, been in this league for a while and uh, really good one-on-one team. Obviously, Archie's going to have them playing hard, things like that, and been impressed with them, watching them on tape, uh, you know, beat Dayton uh, at home, and uh, that's that's a, obviously a good win. And So, yeah, they're playing their best basketball. We're going to have to play really well. We're going to have to play well for 40 minutes. We can't play – you know, in stretches or in spurts, we're going to have to play a complete game. Look like they had some guard play, Leggett, Freeman. and Proven players. players. Proven players in this league. Leggett uh, has been in this league for a while and has been a starter and been started for Rhode Island for a while. And Freeman was a great player for uh, uh, GW last year. So they've been in the league. And then you got Kerry who's been there and you got Martin and you know, you got some really good players on this team. And I just said, Archie, uh, he's proven he's done it in yeah. this league. So, you know, he's going to have his team playing their best at this time of, at this time of the season. Yeah, no question. No question. Hard-nosed and, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and out to prove something every night, uh, different things like that. So uh, every game presents different challenges and uh, no different. This is a hard-playing, hard-nosed team we're going against tomorrow night. Really, really good one-on-one. Really, really good guards, one through four. Going to play kind of four-type guards. So, uh, yeah, going to have to play well. And, of course, you know, it's coach's taboo. You don't look ahead to the next game, but the following Friday, in, on Friday, we visit Dayton, make our annual visit. Obviously, the league favorite, uh, another great challenge on our hands as well, and always a great atmosphere at UD Arena. Yeah, you know that. You know what you're walking into. And, uh, you know, obviously, like you said, uh, you know, an, an ultra, ultra talented, deep basketball team, one of the bigger teams in the country. They're big, uh, long. Uh, have uh, uh, an NBA center, uh, you know, great player in home. So yeah, they're 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 a great team that uh, you know um, that uh, obviously are always very very good there. As a, obviously you watch a lot of basketball. You know, you're scouting teams. Do you get a chance to sit and watch a ten games as they're as they're on? <laughs> uh, you know, or is it, or you just locked in scouting that your next opponent? Yeah, you know, coach? not you get glimpses. glimpses maybe when you're at home or something, but not as much. I don't for certain reasons because I'm watching our opponent all day long. And as I'm watching my opponent, they're playing another opponent in our league, so you catch them. Um, But I don't go home if there's a game that we don't play those two for. I'd rather not watch that. You know, I just try to stay focused on that team and not worry about, you know, all that. Leave it to us crazy fans. Yeah, I I, I literally – you know, we've talked about this a lot. I, I, I a lot of times don't even know who we're playing next. Uh, I really don't. I don't pay a conference schedule. I try to just put everything I have into uh, into the next game. And we have obviously a whole scouting crew that coaches that put are preparing for every game, three games, four games out. But uh, yeah, you know, I don't. I I, uh, I, I can watch some other games right. more than I, I watch a lot of NBA. I love watching the NBA. I watch a lot of that. Of course, uh, like the people say things about our league this year, but I th- it's not an easy game in the A-10. It, it just isn't. Loyola took Dayton to overtime in Dayton last week. It's just still, still from top to bottom when you get in the league play. It, you know, a tough game. Yeah, we, there's, there's no denying we haven't had right. you know a great year as far as you know total bunch of teams with high level wins and low losses. There's a few and um, you know things like that, but. Um, 
but you can't deny the the level of competition, you know. Uh, and what I mean by that, to an extent, because everybody likes to equate everything to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah or, you know, you one or two big, you know, who knows what's going to happen from that point. But if you ask anybody across the country, would they want to play Dayton? Would they want to play us? Would they want to play VCU? Would they want to play St. Bonnie's or Fordham? Yeah, you know. And now that hasn't equated to night in and night out, but. Um, you know, it's, it is, it's a very tough league. Um, it, no matter what anybody, you know, the national scene is or what it looks like NCAA tournament wise and all that. Again, I've been doing this for a living for a while. This is a tough league, tough places to go play, really difficult places to go play. And, uh, you know, when I watch teams, I can tell who's, you know, all right, that's a good basketball team. You know, maybe they're not in the NCAA bracketology right now, but I'm looking at them and saying, I did that with Fordham before we went in there. I'm like, and I didn't know much about Fordham. Like, oh, they re- I, as soon as I watched one, the first game, I'm like, this team's legit. They're really, really good. No, but who, you know, uh, they can win any game they're going to play. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, A-10 is, uh, it, it's, it, 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 from top to bottom, I, I think is probably – pretty balanced right now yeah. all right we're gonna take our final break of the evening we're talking it over with coach travis ford and uh we're gonna on our final comments we're gonna get his prediction for that big game on sunday evening it's not basketball yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> You're, this is the billiken basketball coaches show on learfield entry pass he's got johns against yuri stripped by collins jumped in on the big man they get it to perkins Perkins on the right wing, one to three. Okay. Bang, he got it! Points off turnovers. Once again, Yuri with the strip. Javante dribbled right into the rhythm of the wing jumper from three, and the Billikens go back in front. 44-42. Back with our final moments with Coach Travis Ford on the Billiken Basketball Coaches Show. Remember the Billikens host Rhode Island right here at Chaffetz. 8 p.m. start, a late start, 8 p.m. Let's have a, another big crowd. I know, Coach, I know you're very appreciative. We had a sellout. Yeah, you know, support. we've had a bunch of really good, great crowds this year, great crowds. Uh, right now we're second in the league in, in attendance, uh, which it's usually always Dayton. Dayton's always going to lead. They're going to get 18,000 every night, but it's usually VCU and then us or whatever. We're second in attendance right now, and I couldn't. You know, I know we had a we've had a bunch of great crowds, and I know our fans left disappointed and frustrated in the last one. I hey, I get it. I understand it. I don't blame you for being disappointed and frustrated. Uh, no question, uh, and uh, and 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 different things. But you know, I, I was Saturday night sitting around when I ended up ordering a pizza from Dewey's Pizza, and you got to go pick it up and. Went there, walked in, had my hat on, hat down, everything, and just kind of standing there trying to. You know, you know, trying to hide as much as you can almost when you when you lose. It's never any fun. Uh, but a guy recognized me, and he came over and he said, Coach, I, don't, I hate to bother you, but I just want to tell you um, we're behind you all the way. Yeah, we're disappointed. We're disappointed. We wish we would have won the other night. I, we were, he said my family and I were there. We come to most all the games, and, you know, uh, we wish, you know, we, we – we, we're behind you all the way. We're going to be there the next game, and we're going to fight for you. And I and I and I that's I appreciate that. I don't expect the fans to be happy. You know, we've lost and done some things, but boy, we need the support to get this thing finished here. Hopefully, 
strong with the season. And, uh, you know, we got eight games left overall in the regular season here. Um, but uh, we just need, you know, the great Billiken fans to continue to come out and support uh, uh, these guys. And, you know, as, uh, you know, uh, you know, we talk about, I get out here pretty early every single yes. morning and I come to help this program and help these young men in that locker room win games and try to win games for these fans. We're putting everything we have into it and we want to do better. We want to, uh, we want to win as many games as they want to win, and uh, but we always need their support the next one. Be be frustrated, be disappointed in that game and whatever game if we don't win, uh, but we sure need your, your help the next one. Absolutely. And final word from Travis, who's going to win this game on Sunday? Who are you thinking? I, I, I'm going for the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> I'm going for the Chiefs. Uh, I, I, I don't really have a dog in either one of them, uh, but uh, – uh, my daughter and her boyfriend are big, big, big Chiefs fan. They actually went to the last Chiefs oh, playoff nice. game and different things like that. So uh, I pull for them because I like to see them excited and having fun and things like that. And uh, I am a Mahomes fan. I like to watch him play. I like enjoy watching him play and how he plays the game reckless and taking chances and doing some things. So um, I, I, I'll go for the Chiefs, I guess. Me too. I'll, I'm rolling yeah. with Showtime. Well, before we wrap it up here, we'd like to say thank you, Coach Travis Ford. Look forward to tomorrow night. Thank yeah, you again, us. 8 o'clock game yeah. tomorrow night. 8 o'clock game uh, uh, against Rhode Island tomorrow night. 8 o'clock here at the Chaffetz Arena. The Rhode Island Rams will take on the Billikens, and then we'll be hitting the road Friday night to take on the Dayton Flyers. Of course, you can hear all the action with uh, yours truly and my man Bob Ramsey, Billiken Hall of Famer, right here on KMOX. So that's going to wrap up. Once again, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, just like the coach. So <laughs> that's going to wrap up another Billiken Basketball Coaches Show. Bob Ramsey will be back here next week. And uh, for my man James Jackson, engineering, Travis Ford, this is Earl Austin Jr. saying so long, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow right here at Chaffetz at 8 o'clock against the Rhode Island Rams. This has been the Billiken Basketball Coaches Show on Learfield. On the Billiken Sports Network, from Learfield, this has been the Billiken Coaches Show, presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Billiken Sports Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.